Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for another opportunity and a privilege um, to share your word. We pray that you speak to our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. So the title, um, finally, this I, I later later on this morning, I got a title and I, <clears throat> I, I gave the message, the title, Giving My Best to the Lord. Giving My Best to the Lord. And this came to me, or this came to my thoughts as I was just thinking to myself that when I stand before God, I, I was just telling myself that when I stand before God, I don't want to be ashamed about anything. That God, I gave you my best. I did my best. I did all that I knew to do. I didn't withhold I didn't sit back. I wasn't sitting on the fence. I wasn't relaxing. I give you my best. And I don't want to be ashamed before God. Because every one of us has something that God has given us to do. There is no, nobody on this earth who does not have something that God expects them to do. And one day when we stand before God and we are going to be rewarded, we will have absolutely no excuse. I don't know which excuse we can give God. That God, I was so busy, or God, I was, I wasn't comfortable, or God, the environment wasn't conducive, or God, I don't know which reasonable excuse. I keep telling myself that I don't know which reasonable excuse we can stand before God and actually give Him that excuse. That that will make sense to go. Like, I I can't see one. But every one of us have an assignment. Every one of us has something to do. And I believe one of the greatest tragedy of, of living on earth is that most people die without even discovering their assignment or without fulfilling the assignment. I believe that a lot of people actually die without even scratching the surface of the things that God wants them to do. You know, we, don't, we just didn't come to this earth to pass through and then to just go. But definitely there is something that we can do for humanity. There is something that we can do for the kingdom of God. There is a contribution that we can give to this earth before we leave. Every one of us. And let this be in our thoughts that we just want to do what God wants us to do. We just want to be able to touch people's life. We just want to be able to make an impact in people's life. We just want to be able to touch the earth before we leave. Whatever our assignment is, be it a small assignment or a big assignment, but whatever God has called us to do, every one of us, let's just have a desire to give God our best, our very best, without holding back anything. In the best way that we know how to do whatever God has given us to do, let's just do it to the best of our ability. Yes, it might not meet people's standard. It might not meet people's expectation. It might not be as beautiful as we think it should be. But let's just give God our best. Let's just give humanity our best. Because one day when we are no more here and we stand before God, we have absolutely no excuse. And for me, this week, as I was thinking to myself, that I don't want to be ashamed when I, when I meet God. When I meet Jesus Christ, I don't want to be ashamed. That Jesus would say, I put, I put so much potential in you. And I entrusted you with this, but you did not do it to my expectation. I believe that our pursuit as children of God, our pursuit as human beings, is that one day when we meet Jesus Christ, he will tell us, well done, good and faithful servant. As a minister of the gospel, what is so 
I, I, I don't think there's any other teaching or any other doctrine or any other philosophy that is so important than telling people that in eternity, they are going to be accountable for the lives that they live. There's nothing so important than preparing people for eternity. Yes, we can teach people about doctrines on how they are going to live on earth. But at the end of the day, what really matters is eternity. Everything we are doing here on earth is just a rehearsal for eternity. And so this morning, I just want to encourage all of us that whatever you are doing for humanity, whatever you are doing for the kingdom of God, give your best. Because we don't have forever to live. Let's just give our best to whatever we are doing now. And I just want to start by reading from Luke chapter 16, verse 19 to 31. This is a passage that really gave us an idea of how life after death is going to be like. This passage tells us that there is life after death. That when we leave this earth, that is not the end. And so let's give our best. The secular people will say they are living their best life. They are enjoying. For them, they don't have, they don't believe that they have accountability towards God. And so they will live their best life. They will have fun. And for them, they think that when you die, that is the end. But if you are a believer, you are a child of God, and you believe that when you die, that is not the end, but there is life after, after death, then give humanity your best. Give the kingdom of God your best. Everything that you know how to do, just give it your best. It might not be, it might not meet the expectation of men. It might not, it, to men's standard, you are not doing anything. But just give it your best, the best that you know to do. In Luke chapter 16, verse 19, the Bible says, There was a certain man, there was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from, his, from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was the beggar died and was carried by the angel by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich also died and was buried. <clears throat> and being tormented in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw, saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus that he may dip his tip, the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, Remember that in your lifetime you received your good things and Lazarus evil things. <clears throat> but now he is comforted and you are you are tormented. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those who those from there pass to us. Then he said. I beg you, therefore, Father, that you send, you would send him to my father's house. For I have five brothers, that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophet. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said, if they do not hear Moses and the prophet, neither would they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. 
An interesting thing that you see in this passage is this man, when he died, he still thought about his brothers and he didn't want his brothers to come to the place that he was. Now, most some people have um, construed or misconstrued from this passage that because La- the Bible says Lazarus was poor, then if you are poor, or it's only the poor who enter the kingdom of heaven. But that is not true. There's no scriptural basis to support the fact that if you are poor, you go to heaven. And so this text does not necessarily say that every poor person will go to heaven. As a matter of fact, Father Abraham himself, who the, who this man went to, whose bosom this man went, Lazarus went to, was rich during his time on earth. And so there is no scriptural basis to say that if a person is poor, then they are going to make it into heaven. That is not what this scripture is saying. Some people have used this scripture to exalt poverty and to say that if you are poor, then you are going to go into heaven. That's not what this text is saying. But what the text doesn't tell us is that Lazarus, though he was poor, kept his trust in God. And that is the only way he was going to make it to Abraham's bosom. And so this text does not say that if you are poor, you go to heaven. As a matter of fact, it does not even glorify poverty that every poor person will go to Abraham's bosom. Because Abraham himself was a rich man during his time on earth. Abraham owned a nation to himself when he was on earth. He owned a whole army to himself when he was on earth. And he was blessed in cattle, in horses, in everything at that time. And so this scripture does not glorify poverty or does not make the qualification to go to heaven poverty again this text that we just read is not just a parable it's not a story like jesus christ told so many parables none of those parables did he mention names of people but in this parable he mentioned lazarus and he mentioned abraham which means that this is not just a parable in this story i'm sorry he mentioned lazarus and he mentioned abraham so this is not just a parable this is something that actually happened that jesus christ was sharing to tell people what is going to happen after life. And so this scripture paints a picture to us that there is afterlife. That when we leave this earth, that is not the end. And that there are two options in the afterlife. This scripture, in the, we, what we also see from this passage is that the rich man was able to recognize Abraham and was able to recognize Lazarus. And so in the afterlife, we are going to recognize one another. We are going to recognize the people that we know. As a matter of fact, we are going to, if we get into eternity, we are going to know all things. Things will be revealed to us. Things are not going to be hidden to us. And so we'll be able to identify the people that we know. Imagine that the people that you treat anyhow, the people that you don't respect, the people that you despise, the people that you have fought with, you have insulted, the people that you hate, that you have decided that you will never forgive. In the afterlife, you are going to see them. And everything that you are holding against them will not matter. Every grudge that you have against them will not matter. Everything that you fought about during the life, your life on earth will not be important. The things that you kept away from them will not be important. In the afterlife, you will recognize all the people that you have ever encountered. And that is why it is important to treat people nice. Just be nice to people. It doesn't cost anything. In the afterlife, we will have the ability to remember. Abraham told the rich man, remember your life on earth. That you were living 
and enjoying and having your best life. And this man was poor. So in the afterlife, the ability to remember will not be taken away. And so in the afterlife, I believe one of the things that will torment people in the afterlife is all the opportunities they had to do good to other people that they did not do. All the opportunities they had to touch people's life and to impact people's life that they did not. They did not do. All the chance that they had to stand for the kingdom of God that they let go. And that's why this morning I wanted to talk about giving your best giving your best to the kingdom of God, giving your best to humanity. In the afterlife, one of the things that is greatly going to torment people is that they they will see that they had the chance to live a better life. They had the chance to live their lives for God. They had the chance to live their lives in a way that is going to impact people's lives positively, but they let go that opportunity. So in the afterlife, we will be able to remember, like, Abraham told the rich man, remember your life on earth. And as a matter of fact, the rich man was able to remember that he, he still had five brethren who were still on earth. And so in the afterlife, we'll still remember our life on earth. And that is why we have to give our best now. We don't have a second life to live here on earth. And that is why everything we are doing right now, we just have to give our best. Give our best to the kingdom of God. Yes, our best might not be enough in the eyes of men, but do it the best way that you know how to do it, and God will give you help. Every one of us has something to offer this earth. Every one of us who is a believer has something we can do for the kingdom of God. Just do it with the best of your ability. It doesn't matter. Just do it with the best of your ability, and God is going to reward you. Let's not think about our reward only here on earth, but let's think about eternity. I said to myself this week that I don't want to stand before God and be ashamed. I want to be able to come before God and know that I did my best. I gave my very best to to humanity. I gave my very best to the kingdom of God. Once you have this mindset, God is going to help you. Our sense of feeling will not disappear when we enter into eternity. After this life, the ability to feel heat or the ability ability to feel pain will not disappear. You see, when people die and their spirit leaves them, then their body is is just there and they don't feel any pain. They can't hear you when you talk to them. No matter what you do to them, they don't feel it. That's not how we are going to look like in the after afterlife we are going to feel pain this man when he was in the in in when he was in hades the bible said he said he was thirsty and he just wanted a drop of water on his tongue and so this man still had the ability to feel the pain and to feel thirst and so in the afterlife the ability to feel pain will not be taken away from us this is not my emphasis for today but all i want to say is Let's give God our best. Whatever you are doing for humanity, whatever you are doing for the kingdom of God, please give God your best. Because when we stand before God who knows everything and knows us, knows the ability that he's given us, knows the desires that he planted in our heart, there will be no excuse that will make sense to God. There will be no excuse that we can give that will even make sense. To ourselves because God knows us and so whatever he's given us to do he knows what we can do 
And so just try to give your best in every condition. Everything that God has assigned you to do, just give it your best. Maybe you are doing something right now, but you are not giving it your best at the moment. I just want to remind you this morning that give your best to the Lord. Give your best to humanity. Serve God, serve people in the best way that you know you can. Make sure that your contribution on earth will not be forgotten when you are gone. Make sure that your contribution on earth here will count to the people who are around you. Whatever God has assigned you to do, just do it. All of us have something to do. There is none of us here who, is not, who has no assignment. Every one of us has something to do. So the, in the afterlife, we will still remember the opportunities we had to do right. But we did not choose those opportunities. In the afterlife, we will have the chance. We will still remember the opportunities that we had to stand for the kingdom of God. We cannot tell God, the Father, in our generation, it was too difficult to preach, and that's why we did not preach. In our generation, there was so much criticisms against Christians, and that's why we did not stand for the word of God. We cannot tell God that, that in our generation, it was too hard. People wouldn't listen to you. People didn't have t- um, 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 time. That the economy was too hard. And so we, we didn't... We, there is no excuse that we can give God when we meet him. Nothing will make... No excuse will make sense. And I said, I just want you to say to yourself, just like I did this week, that I don't want to stand before God and be ashamed. I want to be able to give my best in everything that I do. In Mark chapter 8, Jesus Christ, talking to the disciples, the Bible says, and he called the people to himself. With his disciples also and said to them, Whosoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. You see, this Christian life that we have chosen, this path that we have believed in, there is a price to be paid. He says, take up your cross. This is the the cost of being a disciple. These days, Christianity has become a fanfare and it's like, oh, you can just believe and go about doing everything that you have. But Jesus Christ told his the disciples at that time that there is a price to pay for being a disciple. There's a price to pay. To follow Jesus Christ, there is a price to pay. And the first thing is to deny yourself. Deny yourself is, means not putting yourself first. Don't put yourself first. You have to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him. The Bible says, For whosoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whosoever loses his life for my sake and for the gospel will save it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? These days we are going after the whole world and we are leaving our soul. But Jesus Christ points out to as in this passage, that the most important thing for a man is to save his soul. And to be able to save your soul, you need to follow Jesus Christ. You need to lay yourself aside. You need to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow him. He says, what, what will it profit a man if he loses his own soul but gains the whole world? If you lose the, your soul and you gain the whole world, it's, absolutely, it's of no benefit at all to you. Because what really matters to us, or what should really matter to us, is the salvation of our soul. 
And he says, what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous world, adulterous and sinful generation, of him the Son of Man also will be ashamed when he comes in his glory, in the glory of his Father with his holy angels. See, this, the world we live in today has made it so difficult to preach the gospel that we are so ashamed to even talk about Jesus Christ to other people, that we are ashamed to post Jesus Christ and let people see that we are also, we have an affiliation with Jesus Christ. We want our Christianity to be quiet. We want to be quiet Christian and mind our own business. But the Christians who came before us, that is not the life they live. The disciples who lived their lives for Jesus Christ, that is not how they live. Their Christianity was not quiet. The Bible said that they went to every place telling people about Jesus Christ, telling people about the gospel. That is what they did. They, they left everything and they went to every place and they were telling people about Jesus Christ. These days, we want to live a quiet Christian life. But that quiet Christian life does not bring God the greatest pleasure. The Bible says we are created for his good pleasure. What gives God the greatest pleasure is that we share our faith with other people. He says that if you are ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, we have a generation that can parade immorality and hold flags and celebrate immorality. Yet Christians are afraid to do same. Christians are afraid to share their faith with other people. We are ashamed. There are people who can boldly come to the TV, come to our screens and declare their affiliation with an immoral state of life. They are proud to do those things and bring them on, on, on TV. But believers are ashamed. They are shy to share their faith. And Jesus Christ says that if you are ashamed of me in, my adult, in this adulterous, if you are ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, it is the Son of Man will be ashamed of you. We don't want to come before Jesus Christ and be ashamed. Because we hate him in our homes. We hate him in our hearts. Because we didn't let other people know that Jesus Christ saves. We didn't share the love of God with other people. We didn't tell other people that God loves them. We didn't invite other people to God. We just have to give our best to humanity. Yes, it might be difficult to share the gospel now. Yes, there might be a lot of restrictions in sharing the gospel now. But if we set it in our heart that this is what we want to do, we want to tell other people about Jesus Christ. We want to invite other people. Even by the way we live our lives, we want people to be attracted to the kingdom of God. Beloved, I just want every, every one of you listen to, listening to me right now to give God their best wherever they are, wherever they find themselves. So that one day we can say together with Paul that I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me and on that day. And not me only, but to all who loved his appearance. 
Paul knew that at the time he the Bible when you read the verse before this verse he says I'm already being poured out as a drink offering and so Paul knew that he was about to leave the earth he knew that he was about to die but one thing he said that he was proud of that I have fought a good fight I have finished the race how many of us can get to that point in our lives in our old age that we can say yes I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Paul knew that whatever thing that God has assigned him, he had finished it. Peter, when he was about to die, also knew that he had finished his course. Everything that God had given him to do. Beloved, I want all of us, by the time we, we are about to leave this earth, we can say that, yes, we contributed our best to the life of humanity. We gave people our best. It might not matter how long you lived on earth, but can you say that you have finished your race? Can you say that you have kept the, the faith? Can you say that you have fought a good fight? Everything that Paul listed here, does not give us the idea that Paul was living an easy life. He said the assignment that he had on earth was a fight, was a good fight. There is effort, there is strength that we have to put in whatever assignment that God has given us. He said, I've run, I have finished my race. Running a race is not an easy thing. It's not something you do casually. You have to stay focused and you have to be determined to finish the race. You have to be disciplined to finish it. And so this morning, I just want to draw back your attention to any passion that God has given you. Anything that you know you can contribute to humanity. It, 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 um, it requires passion. It requires you to stay focused. It requires you to be disciplined and not give up. You have to be resilient. You have to press on. You have to push into that destiny that God has given you. And Paul said, I have kept the faith. And finally, what is laid up for me is a crown of righteousness. We can think about the crowns that one day we are going to meet God and all of us are going to be rewarded. And forget about the fact that all of us have an assignment. We have something to do for humanity. We have something to contribute to the kingdom of God. Every one of us, there is no one who is a spectator here on earth. No one, absolutely no one. But the tragedy is that a lot of people will die without fulfilling their calling, without fulfilling their assignment. I don't want to be one of those people. I want to be able to give my best, to give my best to humanity. And I'm just calling on you, everyone at the sound of my voice, that whatever God has put inside of you, give God your best. Yes, people might not reward you. People might not clap for you. Nobody will clap for you when you are doing that. But it please God. If only it's going to please God. Just give God your best. So that one day when you stand before him, you will not bring excuses. When he left, the Bible says the, tar, uh, the parable of the talent. Everyone who did something with the talent did not come with an excuse. The man who did not do anything with the talent came with an excuse. He said, I was afraid. Fear is one of the things that will keep us away from fulfilling the call of God. The fear of being re rejected, the fear of not being accepted, the fear of no people not supporting you, the fear of not succeeding, it's going to keep us away from using our time. He said, I was afraid. He was afraid that he was going to fail. He was afraid that he was not going to yield any profit. He was afraid that he was going to lose it. And so he hid the talent. 
But don't let the fear of not, not being successful stop you. Because success in the kingdom of God is determined by God. It's not determined by man. You, have to, you need to have faith and you have to be faithful. That's all you need. If you want to do anything in the kingdom, have faith and be faithful. Have faith in what you, God has called you to do. Have faith in God and be faithful at doing it. That's all you need. Give it your best. And you will not be ashamed before God. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 28, the Apostle John, this is, this is one of his last letters he wrote before he wrote to Revelation. He says, And now, little children, abide in him, and that when he appears, we may, ha- we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. This is the anchor scripture. He says, abide in him, that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him. I don't want to be ashamed before God. And so John tells them that abide in him, that when he appears, we might have confidence and not be ashamed before him. If John is saying that then there's a possibility and there's a likelihood that people are going to be ashamed before Jesus Christ. But I don't want anyone listening to me now to be one of those people. So beloved, let's set it in our heart that we are going to give God our best. Yes, we, don't, we might not have so much strength. We might not have so much skill. But whatever we have, let's give God our best. If there's anything God has laid on your heart and you're doing for humanity, give it your best. If you know it is touching the life of people and it's helping somebody and somebody depends on you for something, just give it your best. Just give it your best because you are serving humanity. And whatever service you are doing for humanity, it please God that you are able to contribute to the life of another person. The example I always give is that Every time when we wake up in the day, we enjoy the service of other people. The clothes that we are wearing right now is the service of other people. And so let's also give our best service to other people, whatever area you are serving. I pray that when Christ appears, we will have confidence to go before him. Because we continued in him. When Christ appears, then we will not be ashamed before him because we gave our best our very best one thing that i always remember is katrin coleman said that when he he goes before god when she goes before god she wants to be able to say even if she didn't achieve all that god wanted her to achieve she wants to be able to say that i tried i tried and just try to do big, great, great things for God. And anyone, look into the scriptures, anyone who ever tried to do something for God was not disappointed. Anybody who ever tried his best to do what God has called him to do was not disappointed. It is better to try, to start, try, just give it a try, than not do anything at all. And when you give it a try, don't just end it at just trying. Be faithful. Continue at it. Because God is faithful. So whatever we do for other people, it is counted as doing it for God. In Matthew chapter 25 verse 31, 
39. The Bible says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all his holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All nations will be gathered before him and he will separate one from another as a, sheep as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goat. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goat on his left hand. Then the king will say to those on the right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. The Bible says, Then the righteous will answer, saying, the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and gave you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Surely I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. And so this scripture reminds us that the things that we do for other people is counted as doing it for God. Like I always say, if Jesus is to appear here now, come to our homes as a stranger, and he says he's hungry, we will give him the best that we have. If he needs anything, we'll make sure that we give him the very best that we have. But he says the same way we treat other people in the kingdom of God, it is counted as treating him in that way. And if the negative will also be, be true, that we, if we didn't feed other people, if we didn't clothe other people, if we did not serve other people, if we did not visit other people in prison, then we, we did not do it for Jesus Christ. So beloved, whatever you are doing, Wherever you find yourself, give your best. In the book of Hebrews, Christians are reminded that do not stop or do not refrain from entertaining strangers. For you would not know that you are entertaining angels. So let's just do good to other people. The, if we are going to remember the opportunities that we had to do good for other people, to, to other people, and to bless other people with our lives here on earth. And we did not do those things. The, the rich man that we read about in, in, the, begin, in the passage that we, we read in the beginning. I'm sure he will remember all the times that he had. The opportunity he had to feed Lazarus. But he did not. The Bible says Lazarus was under his table. Eating from the crumbs that fell off the table. This man had the opportunity to at least give Lazarus. A bowl of food to eat. But this man did not do it. But in the afterlife. I'm sure one of the things that he's going to regret. Is that he had the chance to do good to this man. But he did not. In the afterlife. When our life comes to an end. Nothing will matter. Nothing that we ever did on earth. Will really matter anymore. But our contribution. To the kingdom of God. And to the life of other people. That is what will matter. Nothing we do, nothing we ever did on earth, the houses we built, the cars that we drove, 
the, the things we're able to afford, the good life we lead, nothing will have any benefit to us but our, contribute, our contribution to the life of other people and our contribution to the kingdom of God. So let's give our best, our very best. What we know to do, let's do it in the best of our ability. In 2 Corinthians, my last scripture for today, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, the Bible says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. So every one of us who is a child of God will appear before the judgment seat of Christ and will be rewarded according to our deeds. Yes, our focus might not be the reward, but our focus might be that, but it is good to have a focus that I just want to be able to please God. I just want to be able to do my best for humanity. I just want to be able to serve God and to serve people in the best of my ability, all that I know how to do. A lot of things that we discuss right now in church might not be important. The, the, the doctrines, the philosophies, and all those things that we share right now in church. How to live a victorious Christian life. Think about all the good messages that we have had that teaches us how to live a good life here on earth. All those things will not be important anymore. But what will be important now is the things that we did that were counted worthy of rewards in heaven. The things that we did for other people the things that we did for the kingdom of God, that will be counted worthy for a reward in heaven. The things that we did that pleased God, the things that we did that will give us confidence before him when we stand before him. You see, whenever we, we talk about eternity and when we talk about life after death, there's always an element of fear. And every time I talk about it, I just want to dispel that element of fear. As you are living here on earth, you always have the chance to make the right adjustment. You always have the opportunity to make the right changes. And so when you hear anything about the afterlife, it is just a reminder to set you on the right path. If you're already on the right path, it's to serve as an encouragement that yes, even though... Even though um, the things that you are doing right now, does not, it doesn't look like people appreciate it. It doesn't look like you are being rewarded right now. But there is a God who is going to assess everyone's work and is going to give us a reward. And so when I talk about life after that, I always want to remind people that it's not about fear. It is about you being stirred up to do the right thing. Unless you have decided that you are not ready to change. And that is why there are people who have decided that when, at, at a point when you tell them about God. And when you talk to, um, talk to them about life after death. They are like, I'm not ready to change. And that's why I don't want to hear it now. But you see, after you have heard it, you cannot unhear it. You have heard it already. And so use what you have heard and make the necessary changes. Because beloved, there is a benefit. Bible says that living your life for God has a benefit for the life that is to come. There is a benefit for you living the right life. You giving your best for the kingdom of God. The world might, might see you as a foolish person. The world might see you as a burden. But nobody's opinion really matters when you get into heaven. There is only one person whose opinion really matters. The people we came across on earth, their opinions doesn't matter in heaven. The opinions does not matter in eternity. 
The people who assess us and felt that we're not worthy, we're not worthy to do what we are doing. Their opinion does not matter. As a matter of fact, when it comes to doing the will of God or doing what God has assigned you, the opinions of men do not matter. Whether they praise you, they despise you, or they insult you, it doesn't really matter. Just give God your best wherever you are. Every believer must stand before the Bema seat, the, the judgment seat of Christ. And every one of us is going to be assessed based on what we did in our flesh, based on what we did uh, in our, during our lifetime here on earth. And so give God your best. Wherever you are, whatever you are doing this morning, I just want to remind you to give God your best, your very best. In whatever assignment that God has given you, that in whichever way that you are serving humanity, give God your best, your very best. The best way you know you know how to do what you are doing. Just get, do it that way. And trust God to bless you and to bring increase. Trust God that he will guide you. As you are just giving God your best, he's going to guide you into greater things. I just want, to, want us to listen to this song again and let's all pray. A prayer of commitment that God will show us where we can contribute to the life of people. God will show us where we can contribute to the kingdom. God will show us where we can give our best, where our life will count. That our life will not just be a vapor in the air that will just pass by, but our life will count for the kingdom of God. That our life will count for other people. Let's just pray right now. As we sing this song, let's just commit ourselves to God in prayer. That he will help us. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, 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 Lord,